Coming up on the WAC podcast, we're less than a month away from WAC Vegas, and teams are already clinching spots. We'll tell you who. Kendall Weaver from UT Arlington, more specifically from Mansfield. We'll get more into that. Sports Center top play in the WAC resume seating system. We're going to play the interview Kendra did with Commissioner Thornton and Drew Spira, our Associate Commissioner for Basketball. That's uh, all ahead, plus a lot more on the WAC Podcast. Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Today's episode is presented by Hercules Tires. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan. It's almost <laughs> Friday. We're having some weird energy in the office right now. Okay, it's not wow. weird. <laughs> Have weird. we started the show? <laughs> so you were just doing a TikTok dance. Um, yes. And you're flushed. Yeah, I, I am sweating right yes, now. I have uh, not cooled down. So did we have a uh, energy drink and then? Yeah, uh, I did have a, a part of Celsius today, so that could play a okay. role. Okay, okay, uh, that explains a lot because we have a lot going on. Yeah, we do in the in the whack, and we've been really busy. <laughs> we have been, and uh, haven't really had a lot of time to do a lot of dances. No, but, uh, you carved out a little bit doing the podcast now, but. Uh, just a few minutes ago, let's start with this, even though we got Wag Vegas, which we're going to dive into with uh, both feet. Okay, yeah. Uh, Wag Baseball uh, preseason poll just came out, and the Grand Canyon Lopes are at the top. They get 10 first place votes, co preseason players of the year. And you can make a case for either player. Has it ever been done before? I, I don't re- recall it. I'm sure it has been. But uh, <laughs> Carlos Contreras, what a year he came off of last year, hitting 400. Yeah, very and impressive. 89 RBI, second in the nation last year. But then you have Jacob Wilson, the outstanding shortstop from Grand Canyon. You look at those uh, draft prospects, could be a first-round pick type of guy. Uh, great defensive player, great offensive player. He is also... Co-player of the year, and then Daniel Avitia, the outstanding pitcher, was our freshman of the year as well. He's got the glasses. He's <laughs> he's he's. He, you ever see a Wild Thing? You ever see a Major League the movie? No. No. <laughs> uh, he also wears kind of the uh, glasses, similar to that, but uh, has much more control than uh, Charlie Sheen did in the uh, Major League movie. Ah, uh, Charlie Sheen's in it. Okay, I know yeah. Charlie Sheen is obvious. Yeah, and he he plays. Uh, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but Wild Thing. They'd play that when he came in. Oh. Yeah, it's. It, I, don't put the movie on your list. Okay. Well, maybe put it on just because you kind of need it for reference for times like this. Okay. Okay. But anyway, uh, GCU number one in the preseason poll, Sam Houston checking in at number two. And uh, we have baseball underway next Friday. Yeah. And then we also have softball underway today. Opening day for softball. And uh, what do you know? It is our own whack team, California Baptist, hitting a home run to start the college year. It's actually the first home run technically yes, in college year. softball, which is pretty pretty cool if you ask me. It was from Amanda Bricker, the solo homer. In her first career at bat. So how cool is that? And <laughs> that, she got a nice shout-out from NCAA softball. So that was pretty cool. 
That's pretty good. And uh, unfortunately, they they lose to North Carolina in that uh, first game of the year. But there's going to be so many softball games happening uh, this weekend. I know here at UT Arlington, we're in Arlington, UTA not too far away, was just there today uh, feeding the road to WAC Vegas to ESPN+. Uh, they will be uh, hosting Texas Tech this weekend. So right oh. off the bat, jumping in with uh, some pretty high-caliber competition. So the, the, we're off and running. It's crossover season. It's, it's here. cats and dogs. It's living together. And then we have indoor track. We have swimming and diving coming up in two weeks. Yeah, and we have tennis now. Is is Golf. Golf. I mean. It's all underway. Look wherever you look, sports, 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 sports. And we're back in the office this week. That's right. That's right. Last week, there was a ton of weird, wacky weather (laughs) where, uh, you know, Texas isn't necessarily (laughs) equipped with snow plows or any salt uh, trucks. And so you get a couple inches of snow on the ground and it is havoc on the road. Don't want to be out there. It is. And and you see all these videos of. These people spinning out horrendous accidents yeah. and, and you'd go outside and, and slip and fall and you know all that good stuff so uh luckily everything's uh, back on track uh but uh for those of us uh, coming from colder climates uh, you grew up in illinois <laughs> i grew up in colorado we're kind of used to more uh snow but then it happens more often so that's true and you have the plows out they know when it's coming and they're out early where texas doesn't have that and so it's like Fingers crossed, the snow melts, the ice melts soon. But see, I was thinking, I, and I mentioned this when I was down at UTA today to uh, Dakota, who helps us out with the show. Shout out to um, Dakota. Why, why not invest uh, more? Because I've got to imagine it costs thousands, millions of dollars right. to shut down one, you know, fourth largest city in America for four days. And you know, like, couldn't you also like the plows yeah, are so easily the money attached that that to you, a truck yeah. and then that you can just put salt in you know what you would usually carry rocks in i mean i'm not going you know like you don't maybe, have to buy maybe all we new should equipment. be city planners i mean should we give up should we give the city a call <laughs> you know like but i'm sure that people have thought of this besides us that, yeah uh, but it seems like it shuts down every i mean you're gonna at some point you're gonna get some weather so why not be like hey let's handle instead of fingers crossed yeah, and not only that a lot of people without power this past week. yeah too. that's, that's true that the power grid and other big hot well it topic was it was because of the uh, ice oh, you know ice. Uh, breaking power lines yeah but, uh, yeah, anyway, we we made it through, um, so knock on wood, we don't get uh, too much more of that for the rest of the year. We do have, as we mentioned, WAC Vegas coming up less than a month away. We had upset Saturday yes. this past Saturday as we had three of the four highest-ranked teams by the resume seating system. By the way, we're going to hear more about the resume seating system in the next segment as we play your interview with Brian Thornton, Drew Spira in the next segment. Uh, and you get very detailed into uh, what's working with the uh, resume seating system, what's happening with it. But uh, three of the top four uh, lost to three of the bottom four in terms of the rankings. And actually, uh, Brett Tanner, the head coach at Abilene Christian, in his postgame uh, press conference that he had mentioned, there's not really a whole lot of difference between uh, you know, a, a lot of teams in the league. It's there, There's a lot of parity this year. Certainly. I mean, you look at uh, just, you know, the chunks. You have the top kind of where we had those teams that were originally, I don't know, they were 6-1, and 7-1 and one for a minute, and that was a, ch- a chunk. And then, But you have teams at the bottom. So, like, New Mexico State was 0-9 for a minute, and then they go on this big 
uh, two-week stretch where they – or week stretch, two-game stretch, they upset Seattle U. I don't know if you can technically really call it an upset. Aggie fans don't come for me. Uh, and then they, they take down Stephen F. Austin as well, two of the really right. top teams in the league, and they were, you know, winless in whack play. And so now, you know, maybe they're just gelling at the right time. But Their baseball they, team made that Cinderella run. They, they were inspired. But then they played Wednesday night. We're, we're shooting the show here on Thursday. They lose to Grand Canyon. Yes. This has been, since I've been in the WAC, the best rivalry uh, between schools. Oh, yeah. Uh, that we've seen. Johnny McCants hit the half-court shot at the buzzer a few years back, of course, to add to the lore. But Grand Canyon, uh, they talk about another team that, that can kind of turn it on a little bit. They seem to be kind of headed in the right direction as they beat New Mexico State for you know perhaps the final time at home anyway that they're going to play the Aggies uh, maybe for some time. But uh, they had uh, one of the, what was the did you see the highlights of the game last night where they had the fans with all the pastel colors and I, I forget it's one of their big uh, nights of the year with the Havocs. I saw one where they were showing video of the Havocs and they were um, what's it called? A, a student was crowd surfing in the <laughs> in the section. I was trying to clip some highlights and I was yeah. like oh my goodness we maybe I can go crowd surfing when I'm there. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah speaking of that. So, so they you're, dropped me. You're going no. to be at GCU next week uh, as they have that national TV game coming up uh, next Friday. Friday. And uh, they'll play ACU, and you're going to be uh, there for that, and, and you're trying to uh, spend a day as a Havoc or with the Havocs. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a total blast, and so I really want to see what it's all about. I want to know what the student, you know, what goes on before. A big part of it is that there's an outside section right outside the arena where, you know, kids are, students are out there um, waiting for tickets. Some people camp out there. And so check that out. And then they all do the, the famous sprint inside to get to the spots. And then it's like a 20 game, da- 20 minute uh, pregame dance party. So I'll have to you know, get my moves on and we'll see how that goes. Maybe crowd surf. I mean, come on. I got to know what they're wearing so I can plan accordingly. Uh, so I think when you saw it, was that when they played Stephen F. Austin, when they had the crowd surfing going on? It might have been. And that was on Saturday night. They win that one 86 to 83. Uh, would have been a six-point victory, except A.J. Kajust hits the half-court shot at the buzzer. Uh, to make it a three-point win instead of a six-point win, made it on bad beats with uh, Scott Van Pelt this past week. Uh, Not last night against New Mexico State, Electrolope was the theme. Oh, did they have like Star Wars things too? I want to say I saw like, I don't know. I don't know. know. We'll have to do further investigation. But when you're there on the 17th, they're going to have a purple out. Ah, which how how funny because Abilene Christian's in town. I mean, why also not? Also purple. So who knows who you're cheering for? So I, don't know how I feel if- about that. I feel like I'd want to be different. I wouldn't know if I want to be purple. I'm not hating on your idea, Havocs. You know, <laughs> I, I want to be one. So. You know, whatever. Um, but, I don't yeah. know if it's the Havocs that set that the set agenda, it? per se. Well, then I'm the coming school. for the admin. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> now, the uh, the game uh, against Stephen F. Austin was God Bless America Night, and there were people dressed as George Washington, oh, uh, okay. Uncle Sam, okay, that you know, the red, white, and blue. <laughs> uh, no, well, that was on Saturday. Oh, okay, okay. And they had um, uh, Jacob... Wilson. Oh, nice. Uh, who is an All-American. Yes. And uh, he was on the, I think, the one of the USA baseball teams uh, this summer had his oh, jersey yes. there. So that was kind of a cool touch. You know, they're always thinking. I mean, you're always 
they, so impressed with what's happening at GCF. Here's the box, and they are always outside of it. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, they've been inside. They're out there. They've looked at all the different angles. But, oh, yeah. Uh, again, their baseball team picked to win the WAC. Their softball team picked to win the WAC this year as well. And as we head to WAC Vegas, Utah Valley right now, the only men's team that's clinched a spot. We're going to see a lot of more teams uh, start clinching as 12 of the 13 make it based on conference record once they're in once we have the 12 teams then it's resume seating yeah that was a big point that we harped on during our interview with commissioner thornton and associate commissioner basketball drew spira so yeah definitely check that out in a minute but yeah utah valley clinches 10 and 2 right now in the whack and then southern utah is hot on their trails 8 and 3 seattle u 8 and 4 so expect some of those teams to start clinching as well then on the women's side we had a couple games as we're Shooting on a Thursday here, uh, Stephen F. Austin winning uh, this afternoon against UTRGV. Also, Seattle U uh, picking up a victory over Tarleton. So the Red Hawks, you know, a, a few weeks back, it was kind of unknown whether or not they'd uh, be able to make it to Wack Vegas. But they've not only uh, uh, kind of solidified that, but they're they're on a pretty good run right now. Yeah, right now they're uh, four and eight. Um, in the WAC right now, they're coming off. They had a two-game win stretch. They took down Utah Tech, Utah Valley, most recently obviously taking down Tarleton. But, yeah, they seem to be finding a little bit of uh, momentum for Susie Barcombe's team. And with uh, with that, um, with them beating Tarleton, we had another team clinch. So Stephen F. Austin and Southern Utah clinched already. And now Grand Canyon has their spot solidified at the madness in WAG Vegas and Monday will be at Mandalay Bay Tuesday Mandalay Bay all women's games on Monday all men's games on Tuesday then we switch over to the Orleans that's going to be interesting as uh, <laughs> we have to take everything over from uh, the uh, Michelob Ultra Arena over to the Orleans Arena and of course Orleans Arena plays host to the West Coast Conference uh, so they always play their men's championship on Tuesday night we'll be in on Wednesday morning and then it's all Orleans from there on out. Uh, it'll be women's quarterfinals on Wednesday, men's quarterfinals on Thursday, semifinals for both on Friday, and then the championship games on Saturday, ESPN2 live uh, this year from uh, the Orleans Arena. So it's a big week ahead uh, for us, and we're looking forward to it. Here's the thing that I'm hoping for this year is – we checked in last year at the Orleans, and it was the West Coast was still there because we obviously got to get in a day before and prep ourselves. Uh, so my hotel key was really cool, but it was the West Coast Conference. Uh, yeah. Would be kind of sick to trade it in to get a whack one maybe this year. I've had a whack one. Oh, well, I did, it wasn't last year. So maybe yeah. maybe this year something – maybe when we check in, it'll be West uh, Coast, and if I here's, lose, here's, quote, quote, here, quote, lose my key and here, I need to get a Here's a little one, inside baseball. It's a whack for one. You. Um the uh, we, we would have to pay for that. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, there's a fee attached, so it is marketing in a way, right? Yeah. Because then you have the the thing, but uh, there's also a money number attached oh. to that. So I don't know. You know, you have to balance out. Hey, is this key? Is Talk this... to a one Shelby Herndon on the marketing side. Uh, you know, it, it might go a little further maybe, up the food chain. There. Maybe I go right over to Drew Spira. And it could ask could it. be a Dave Chaffin. Oh, Dave Chaffin! I'll send him a text. Could be. <laughs> 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 See what we got going on. Anyway, uh, back to whack sports here. Uh, what what are we talking about? Basketball. I mean, we got yes. UT Arlington. I mentioned in the in the open. open. Yes. Ken, Kendall Weaver was on. Uh, what, 
the uh, Sports Center top ten on Monday, as we had four games played Monday because of the wacky weather. Yes. Uh, so UT Arlington played uh, Tarleton on Monday. They had a doubleheader actually, as their women's team beat Southern Utah on a buzzer beater by Star Jacobs. Kendall Weaver did the follow uh, dunk that made it. I mean, I'm not hating on it, but I'm going to say I've seen Kendall Weaver do some better dunks uh, yeah. this year. He's only a freshman. I know. But he is a, a highlight machine. But good for him. He made it on Sports Center Top 10. We're not hating on that. but Top it, 8. He got that 8 side. Well, and, and it was on Monday. And uh, just kind of a, another inside baseball thing. We've seen some great plays on Saturdays. on, And when there's a lot of events going on, it's it's harder for us, I think, to get a play on the top ten. Whereas oh, on a Monday, when there's when not there's as much not. going on, it's so. A few years back, I was I was shooting the WAC Women's Golf Championship. Oh, had a player was in the sand. She chips in to the hole. I do the hashtag SC Top Ten gets on SC Top Ten, but it was also on a Monday. So True. Better that chance of getting in. that uh, than on a uh, you know. Friday or Saturday. Now you say inside baseball here. What does yeah. that mean? Because we're not talking about baseball. This is a phrase I've never inside heard. Inside baseball is a phrase meaning uh, inside the you know behind the curtain is Weird. another way of saying it. Yeah. Inside You're, baseball. Ask uh, ask your dad. He knows what inside baseball means. All right, I'll call Scotty P. <laughs> <laughs> so um, is that all we got? What what else is on your agenda here? Well, if we take a look to all our listeners out there, I put together these fantastic rundowns week on and week out, week in week out. Um, and they are, they're usually very detailed. Uh, so tell you what, we're going to take a break here, and then when we come back, it'll be your interview with uh, Brian and Drew, and then we're going to add on to that, and then we're going to play our interview that you did with Carlos, Carlos Zimmerman, Zimmerman, the voice of Sam Houston basketball and, and other sports. You're listening to the WAC Podcast. Fans, don't miss your chance to be in WAC Vegas this March. They can celebrate because they're going to go to the NCAA tournament. The 2023 Hercules Tires WAC Basketball Tournament will be in Vegas for an entire week. March 6th through the 11th at the Michelob Ultra Arena and the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Big time gutty performance. Tickets go on sale February 6th. For more information, go to WACsports.com. We are now joined by WAC Commissioner Brian Thornton and Associate Commissioner of Basketball Drew Spira. I want to welcome you guys to the show. And we've gotten a lot of questions about the new WAC resume seating system, so we want to bring you guys on to explain some of it to our viewers. We put out a poll on Twitter and asked some questions, and James had the question of what are the advantages of using this system compared to just the traditional seating system? No, that's a great question, Kendra. You know, when we decided to come up with this resume seating program, it was the goal was to enhance the resumes of all of our institutions as they prepare for the NCAA tournament. You know, one thing that's really important to note that the traditional way that the tournaments have been seeded is strictly by utilizing conference records. But the NCAA does not seed strictly based on conference records. The NCAA uses your entire body of work. So we, what we wanted to do was figure out a way to utilize the entire body of work for our institutions and also to um, incentivize them to schedule a little bit more challenging during the non-conference play and create the best possible resume going into the NCAA tournament for our AQ. Now, Brian, what factored into implementing this system immediately for this season? You know, our board of directors wants to be extremely aggressive 
you know, they, they made a directive that they want to be one of the premier Division I institutions in the country. And as you know, basketball, men's basketball and women's basketball, is oftentimes the front porch of what a conference or an institution looks like from a national standpoint. So any opportunity to enhance our basketball profile and to show up in that second, third, and fourth week of March was going to be extremely important to our board of directors. And there was no time like the present to try to kick that into gear. Now, Drew, what are some of the best ways that teams can jump in the WAC resume seating standings? Yeah, obviously, you know, the, the biggest thing is, is rewarding wins here. We're still talking about you have to win a quality uh, games in order to earn points. Um, you know, just different games are weighted more than others. Depends on location. Um, obviously, winning on the road is a big is a big plus. Um, when it, road games are something that's looked at by the tournament or the selection committee as, as a very a positive thing. And so um, winning on the road is a big one. Obviously, you know, finding ways to, to build your schedule factors into it. Um, reducing non-Division one teams has been a, something that we've looked at as, as rewarding teams that, that play fewer of them with the opportunity to earn more points. Um, obviously putting your teams in different um, MTE events and those type of things. Um, but what it really comes down to is winning games. Um, and, and obviously the tougher teams in your schedule, um, earning wins against those programs uh, boost your, boost your uh, resume seating system point total the most. Um, but as you win each game, uh, really taking, taking the teams that are in front of you and, and, and you know, collecting wins is how you uh, move up in the standings. Now, Brian, we're about halfway through conference play. A lot is still to be determined. Is it playing out the way that you had anticipated at the start of the season? It is. You know, so far it's working very well. Um, this year we're having our best men's basketball season ever. Our women are certainly in improving as well. But right now we are the 11th best net conference in the entire country. That's a dramatic improvement from recent years. Last year we had a really good year at 15, and now we're at 11. Um, and it goes to show by some of the wins that we've had in the non-conference. We've beat um, teams from the Big 12. We've beat teams from the Pac-12 all across the country. Um, Utah Valley right now, who's leading our conference in the resume ranking system uh, seating, is, had wins against BYU and against Oregon, both on the road. So those are the type of wins, those quad one, quad two opportunities that allow teams to really jump to the forefront of the seating system. Sam Houston is another example. They had road wins against um, Utah and against Oklahoma as well. And those are big-time wins. Those are wins that are quad one and quad two opportunities. And when that takes place, the NCAA takes note. Uh, when we've had conversations with the NCAA selection committee, they have absolutely loved this because in many ways it starts to do a lot of their work for them. Now, Drew, do the earn points change as the season goes along? So, for example, if you beat a team week two and they're not very good, but as the season progresses, they get a lot better. Do those points change throughout the year? Yes, they do. Uh, the points are associated with a net number for each team. Um, at, it's a snapshot at that point in time. But as we release the rankings on each individual day, those numbers shift a little bit. Obviously, if, if you uh, start the season, um, and like you mentioned, you beat somebody in November and they were 250 in the net, uh, now they're 175, uh, that's a significantly better win than it was when you played the game. Uh, um, and so the, the numbers will continue to shift all the way up until we, we kind of lock the, the, the seating system after our last conference game played so we can seed our tournament. Um, so, yes, they do shift. 
Now, lastly, Drew, I think this is one of the biggest questions and confusion that we've gotten. What is the difference between earning your spot in the tournament and clinching that seed? Yeah, correct. We, the, the Earning your spot in the tournament is based purely on your conference uh, a record, your win total. The top 12 teams in standings will advance to WAC Vegas, uh, and then once those 12 teams are determined, they'll be seeded based off of our seeding system. Um, so your, your, your performance in conference has a huge impact on whether or not you can make the tournament, and uh, really what we're talking about when you make it to WAC Vegas, uh, what seed you actually are um, when you get there based purely on the seeding system. Well, Brian and Drew, we appreciate you guys coming on, answering some questions, giving our followers some more insight on the WAC resume seating standings. So, Kendra, some good information there from Brian and Drew and perhaps uh, lending more clarity to the WAC resume seating system. We live it every day. So yeah. for us, it's normal. We, it's normal. We understand it. But uh, for, you know, it's it's different. So, and some people uh, may, maybe had some questions about it. Hopefully those questions are now answered and we're going to see this play out in WAG Vegas. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's a lot of things of it's the first year, so it's different. And you got to take some time to understand it and understand the why behind it. We're trying to get our net rankings up. We're trying to be in a better position so that we can get, you know, possibly two bids to the NCAA tournament or better seeds when our team gets there. And so you got to kind of understand a little bit of that. And also, you know, this was membership driven. You know, our schools wanted to do this because they believed it would put us in a better situation. Situation. So it's not like, you know, where the conference office is just coming in here like, yo, this is what we're going to do. No, it was a collective decision among our membership. And I think a lot of people, you know, don't really understand it. And they, you know, they don't like it when they see teams that are ranked, you know, are six and one and they're, you know, fifth or sixth or middle of the pack in the resume seating. And it just rubs. But that's always the case. When it comes to Selection Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Because everybody's always you like, how, how can this team... teams who are undefeated who won't get in. Yeah, how is this team that's 17 and 14 getting into the NCAA tournament yeah. when a team that's 28 and 4 didn't make it? And it's because of the you know the schedule right. the, and, and a lot of different factors. But it's also very good to look at this resume seating system and, and how it's helped the conference as a whole. Because now, 11th ranked team, or I'm sorry, the 11th ranked conference in the country, two years ago, I looked it up, we were 25th. We have a, a, a better conference than we did, but again, this, I think, is helping get that, that net ranking up as well. Certainly, certainly. Coming up next, uh, speaking of Sam Houston, Carlos Zimmerman, the Z-Man. Z-Man. Coming up next with Kendra. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. And for more than 65 years, has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Kendra Sheehan here, now joined by Carlos Zimmerman, the voice of the Bearcats. Carlos, thanks for coming on. Can't wait to break down some men's and women's basketball. Appreciate it, Kendra. It's been a long day, but I'm very glad uh, to be here. I appreciate you guys having me on. We know it's getting busy, especially for you with, you know, basketball, baseball soon to start up. It's, it's a really busy time, and it's crazy to think that, you know, we're 
past the midway point of conference play. Whack Vegas is less than four weeks away. Sam Houston right now sitting at number two in the WAC resume seating system, third in the standings. At this point, as you've had a chance to call most of their home games and really had a good look at this team, how would you evaluate the way that the Bearcats have started this first half of conference play? You know, for, for the men's side, the Bearcats, they've done very, very well, uh, given the gauntlet of a uh, first half that they had to go through facing top teams like Utah Valley, uh, Southern Utah, who's been a rather pleasant surprise this year, first year in the WAC. Uh, of course, the rival Stephen F. Austin at home, Grand Canyon, they've faced a lot of great, great competition. So the fact that they finished the first nine games, six and three, nothing short of impressive. And, you know, Coach Hooten, he'll agree with me on that, that given the gauntlet of the schedule that they had to start, I think they're in a really good spot. You know, I had a chance to chat with uh, Coach Hooten last night on our uh, coach's radio show that we do every week on Mondays. Uh, He's very pleased with how they've started. Uh, Obviously, Saturday wasn't quite the way they wanted it to pan out against UT Arlington, but you know, I think they're in really, really good shape to be successful in Las Vegas. You know, it seems like one thing about the Bearcats is they seem to find a way to bounce back after a loss. Coming off a 70-58 loss to UTA on the road this past week, what do you think adjustments will be made as we look at this coming week and the big matchups that they have this week and as we continue to get closer and closer to Whack Vegas? You know, Kendra, watching them out there on the court, it, it just didn't seem like that was the Bearcat team that I was used to watching week in and week out. They just, I don't know if there was a snooze bar that was just hit on that ball game or, you know, if they came in with a mindset that, you know, we're riding pretty hot right now, just came off of a huge buzzer beater win over UTRGV. But it, it, Coach Hooten said as well that he wasn't sure what that team was out there on Saturday. So adjustment-wise, they've got to lock down better defensively on, on closing out on shots. You know, one, one of the uh, struggles that they've had this year is, you know, closing out on the three uh, and not giving them too many open looks. So, and that'll be paramount against Abilene Christian. This is a team that Sam of course is very familiar with back to their days in the Southland conference. So I'm expecting them to make all the adjustments that they need to make going into this ball game on Saturday and get back to their winning ways. You mentioned the buzzer beater. It was Cam Hoofner. It's his first season with the Bearcats. Came from Pittsburgh State. You have a lot of different transfers that have weaved their way into this lineup. How would you evaluate the way that Cam has stepped up and played an integral role in this offense? Well, going into this season, we expected Quay Grant, the Wichita State transfer, to be the main facilitator at the point for the Bearcats. And then Dante Powers has blossomed into just this incredible scoring role as the off guard. And even at the point whenever Quay is not on the floor, Cameron Hoofner is that third scorer for the Bearcats that they've definitely needed to have. You know, it's hard to rely on just one guy, let alone two guys. You need that third option to be able to score. And he's gone out there and done exactly that. He's been phenomenal. Of course, the buzzer beater win over UTRGV. And then he even in a tough game against uh, UTA, he still played very well. So I'm fully expecting for him to just continue to ride this wave of momentum that he's been on. And he's definitely going to be paramount for the Bearcats going through the rest of this conference play. Another one of those transfers, Casey Eziagu, who has came from Kansas State, there was a lot of talk about him coming into this season. How would you evaluate the way that he has come in and and been this, you know, key player for this offense? 
you know, Casey's, you know, been dealing with a knee injury through part of this season and uh, the way he's played the last two games, especially against UTRGV, he was my player of the game in that ball game. I know who hit the great shot, but Casey stepped up in a huge way. I don't think we win that ball game if Casey's not playing to the way that he did. And then even in the loss to UT Arlington, he was very impressive. So expect Casey to be what everyone thought he was going to be when he joined the Bearcats this year, just an incredible force on the boards underneath and still being able to produce on the offensive side as well. One of uh, the things that we've been talking about, especially this week and in our Road to WAC Vegas episodes, the WAC resume seeding system and Sam Houston playing those big non-conference opponents, taking down Oklahoma on the road. How have you seen that non-conference slate and what they were able to kind of learn from those big-time games play out as this gauntlet of the WAC continues? I think it amply prepared them for what was to come in WAC because in the WAC, because, you know, whenever me, whenever me and my colleagues, we looked at uh, going into this WAC season, we knew it was going to be a gauntlet of a WAC, uh, just to, for lack of a better word. So that non-conference definitely got the Bearcats ready for what was to come. I mean, knocking off power fives like Oklahoma and Utah and then still getting your non, I mean, your D, division one wins, like winning the Fort Myers tip off and, Despite losing to Nevada and Oklahoma State, that prepared them as well because, let's be honest, Nevada and Oklahoma State, they're going to be conversations for March. I know they're, that Oklahoma State's non-conference, I mean, conference hasn't gone very well, but, you know, they're still a formidable foe. So definitely got them ready for what was to come in the WAC in terms of the personnel that they were going to match up against because there's some teams in the WAC that have a lot of size, like that of those non-conferences in Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and Nevada. So definitely prepared them very well and has them set really on the path to success because those wins in the non-conference have them right where they need to be right now. Certainly has given them a boost in the WAC resume seeding system, which will determine their seed. Once they qualify for the tournament up next, the Bearcats will head to Abilene Christian on Saturday, February 6th at or February 11th at 6 p.m. Central time on ESPN plus switching over to the women. They're on a bit of a hot streak right now, three game win streak. How would you evaluate the way that this team has started to gel together and started to find their rhythm? simple to say that you know this is a team that brought back a couple of letter winners from last year but like the men's side the women's side they had a lot of transfers come on through and one of those transfers from Nichols has definitely stepped up for them as a late China Allen that has provided a spark on the offensive side as well as Tierney Coleman who comes off of her uh, season high of 19 points against uh, California Baptist so They've started to gel together that I've been able to see. Uh, usually whenever they're at home, we've been on the road with men's basketball, so I haven't been able to see them as much as I would have liked to. I definitely will be watching them on Thursday when they take on Grand Canyon. But, yeah, they've started to find their stride, seven and four like the men. And, you know, one player I'll highlight as well, and I'm sure we'll talk about her a little bit more, Madeline Bautista. She's had five double-doubles this year, one of those letter winners returning for the Bearcats, and three in a row. That's incredible. She started to find her stroke on the offensive side, and she's always been a force on the board. So they're starting to hit their stride. They've got a big test coming up on Thursday, and I'm really excited to see what they're going to be able to do going forward. You mentioned that big test on Thursday, Grand Canyon. It's our WAC Women's Basketball featured game of the week. You know, Grand Canyon's focus is defense, and I know that that was a priority of, of this team going from last year to this year as they were in the bottom half 
in league and points allowed per game. How much has defense really been a priority of this team? And how do you expect that to match up with the way that Grand Canyon plays defense? You know, the the defense has really been the MO for both uh, the men's and the women's, but for Coach Justice, it's critical to the success of that team. You got to have your big in Madeline Bautista and then even players like Kenyal Perry coming off the bench, being able to be forces on the defensive side. So if they can close out well on the shots that Grand Canyon's going to put up, that'll work. On the offensive side, they've got to just be sound with shot selection because, yeah, Grand Canyon's very good defensively. Um, if they shoot the ball well outside, I think the Bearcats could come away with victory, but you know, they can't be afraid to drive to the lane either because, you know, if you get some Grand Canyon, uh, forwards and foul trouble, set them up for great success in the ball game on Thursday. You mentioned it, Madeline Batista, five double doubles, you know, there were three of the top scores from last season left and so Madeline Batista kind of came into this role and how have you watched her blossom as she takes the reins of this offense you know Maddie's been an incredible player and also just you know a great human being I had a privilege to have her on our coaches radio show a few weeks ago and you know such a down-to-earth human being off the court and you know a force on the court as well you know uh Last, last, I'll look back at last season. I had a call on ESPN plus when they played a non-con game against Longwood. She hit the game winning shot. So she's had the thrill for the uh, successful moments. And then this year uh, she had a bit of a slow start. Uh, couldn't quite get into her rhythm, but these last few games of conference, she's just been the Madeline, the Maddie that I've gotten to know over the last couple of years. So she's definitely one of the leaders of this team and she, her success is going to be critical to the entire team's success going forward. Last year, I feel like the word that described this team was heart. I mean, they lost, I think, seven of their first WAC games, and then they went on this streak to be able to uh, make it to WAC Vegas. I know that head coach Raven Justice had taken a leave of absence, and so when she came back, things really started to turn around. But how would you describe the identity of this year's team with those old players that were there last year who contributed to that WAC Vegas journey, but also these new uh, people that were brought in? I think it just goes back to the culture that head coach Raven Justice has put together with this team. They are uh, just talking with a couple of the players on our radio show and then talking with them before a ball game. You know, they just, they love on each other. They lift each other up. They don't tear each other down. And that's the way a team should be. And I mean, I'm fully expecting them to just continue that kind of culture going forward because it's what's got them where they're at right now. And that's all there really is to say. The culture is phenomenal here at Sam Houston across the board. And that has been key to their success. Sam Houston will take on Grand Canyon at home Thursday, February 9th, a 6.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN+. Carlos Zimmerman, thank you so much, the voice of the Bearcats, for coming on. And thank you for listening to the WAC Podcast. Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACsports.com.